Hey, Lumberjacks. Welcome to another episode of Lumber Chats Inside NAU, where we give you an inside look into campus life. I'm Sheridan, and welcome to our special episode of NAU Success Stories, where we highlight people on campus and how they got to where they are today. On this episode, we have filmmaker Paul Helford from the School of Communication. Among the many classes he teaches are audio, visual storytelling, screenwriting, and the art of cinema. Throughout his career, he's served as a television station manager, won more than two dozen national awards, is the co-director of NAU's long-running film series, and is the executive producer for an annual video production workshop that's brought about 100 students to NAU from the Netherlands every summer since 2004. Thanks for being here with us today, Paul. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. So before we get into our questions, we always put our interviewees into what we call the lumberjack hot seat. Um, So I'll just go ahead and ask you an either or question. You just say which you prefer. Does that sound good? Just rapid fire. So we'll do NAU blue or NAU gold? Uh, Gold. Uh, The hot spot or the dub? A hot spot. Okay. The north or south campus? North. Favorite spot on campus? I guess the uh, North Quad. That's mine too. Beautiful. (laughs) Um, What movie could you watch over and over? Mm, Wow, so many. Um, I guess one that comes to mind is To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, What is your hidden talent? (laughs) I don't think I have enough talents to hide any of them. Um, 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 well, I guess it's not really hidden if people who know me well, but I'm a very avid hiker. Okay. That's a good talent. Um, best advice you've ever been given. Oh my goodness. Um, I, I don't know if it's exactly what the advice is, but, um, you know, always try to do good. Yeah. Simple, simple advice, but really effective, Mm -hmm. I think. Um, you close your eyes and imagine your happy spot. What do you see? Close my eyes, imagine a happy spot. Mm-hmm. Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. And last hot seat question. What's your go-to pick-me-up? I guess uh, watching something that I really enjoy that perhaps I've seen before. It's not a great answer, but that's all that comes to mind. I love to rewatch shows and movies, so I totally understand. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you for being in our Lumberjack hot seat. So now we'll get into um, just having you tell us about yourself. So tell us a little bit about where you're from and what your life was like growing up. Mm. Well, I'm uh, uh, from Chicago and uh, um Moved to the suburbs when I was in second grade. Um, have always been, I've always loved movies. I remember, actually, I ran into recently a classmate from elementary school who I had not seen since elementary school. And um, we were talking about uh, growing up and uh, the movie theater in our hometown of Skokie, Illinois. Um, and I remember going to movies when I was really young with my parents. And I would say I was eight or nine years old the first time I went to a movie by myself. 
um, and loved it. And and still to this day, I mean, I like going to movies with other people, but I still always enjoy going by myself as well. So uh, let's see. Um, in high school, I um, you know I always went to a lot of movies, um, performed in some shows. I went to the University of Illinois in Urbana, Illinois for college, where I was a major in secondary English education. Um, I taught high school coming out of college. I taught English and uh, then developed some film classes at a time when this is something that could not be done today, but I was able to lead with a couple other faculty, a revision of the traditional freshman, sophomore, junior, senior English curriculum that had various levels in them. And uh, we developed an all elective program. I'm sure it's still not there today. This was in a high school suburb, I mean, a Chicago suburb. Um, so I taught film classes. There was a class in rock and roll. Um, I can't remember what all the other classes were, but it was a, it was a really cool curriculum. Um, I left teaching and uh, traveled for a while, settled down in San Francisco Bay Area, uh, where I worked on a novel that got finished but never published. We were there for a few years and then knew we had to get full-time jobs, at least I did. Um, my wife was pregnant at the time. We moved to Eugene, Oregon. And that's where, when I started working at a TV station in Eugene, um, what I wanted to do, something I always thought would be really cool, would be to host my own movie show. Um, I had uh, I had written film reviews as in college. Uh, and uh, um, I went into a, a small TV station in Eugene and said, that's what I want to do. I want to host a movie show. I'll choose the movies. I'll introduce them. And the guy who was the program director at the time said, well, if you can find advertisers, you could do it. So I did. I went out and found advertisers. And um, this would have been in January of 76. Um, my show called Paul Helford's Hollywood Oldies debuted in March of that year. And over the course of my 12 or so years at this TV station, um, I really made it a very strong local entity in Eugene, Oregon. Um, it was on cable TV and, and I was running the station. I went from selling advertising and hosting and producing a movie show to becoming the sales director and hiring a couple of other salespeople. And then, um, eventually became the program director and station manager and uh, had a really nice run for a while. It was in the earlier days of cable television. And in uh, about 1980, stations like ESPN and MTV and the predecessor to CNN, as well as other stations came onto the cable for the first time. And I had my cable station in my, I was running it by that time. And I had a small sales staff and we were then able to sell advertising, not only for our own local KOZY TV 
programs, but also much as network affiliates can do today, which could sell advertising on things like MTV and ESPN and, and things like that. Then the cable industry really grew phenomenally. This is obviously in the pre-streaming days. Um, and new companies came in and there became less need for my station, which by that time was running classic movies, classic TV shows, as well as some other paid programming that is programming that paid us to be run. And uh, when the parent company bought into these other um, national cable networks, they pulled back the funding for my station. Um, so I left. Um, my wife was in law school in Eugene, Oregon at the time. Eventually, she got a job here in Flagstaff. I followed her. And first, um, my job was uh, selling advertising for a local radio station and uh, um, teaching part-time class that I think you mentioned at the beginning called The Art of Cinema. So I've been teaching that since before I was a full-time faculty member in 1991. I got into NAU kind of through the back door. There was no, again, something that couldn't really happen today. There was no position for me. Um, there was a broadcast program at the time, which gradually went from broadcast to electronic media, to electronic media and film. And today is called creative media and film. But at the time, there was no film program. There was, there was just broadcasting. I got in by teaching in the broadcast program because they needed teachers. But I was really hired to help with the distance learning of that day. And distance learning back then was instructional television. Right. So NAU at this time had instructional television classrooms, not only around campus, but there was also instructional television classes around the state. And we would deliver classes from Flagstaff or they could be delivered from around the state. And in the back of the classroom, you would have a giant uh, TV screen. Uh, and the one or two or a few students, there could be as many as nine different locations. And what I did was be became the director of the faculty development office here, which trained and supported instructional television. So this was really before the internet was able to do what it could do today. So through a good portion of the 90s, uh, um, I would teach part a little bit, but I was more um, of a, an administrator. And then shortly thereafter, um, returned to the faculty. And uh, this was early this century. And um, in uh, about 2004 or five, we had the opportunity to um, redo the broadcast program but I've always been interested in film and I um, was good friends with a filmmaker who was an NAU alum who had moved back to Flagstaff and we developed a film curriculum, which first started in 2006. So this, what is now creative media and film has 
been around a little over 15 years. Uh, and and since that time, you know, I've been doing, uh, I've been teaching in in the creative media and film and um, the NAU film series that you mentioned. Um, I'm still co-director of that. We've been doing that since 2004. Um, we have uh, bi-weekly movies every other Tuesday. We have a movie in Klein Library Assembly Hall. Um, I do the workshop you mentioned from uh, Breda University of Applied Sciences in the Netherlands. Then I also do an Indigenous Youth Media Workshop, which I've been doing since 2012. So I think that's I think that's my story. Wow. It sounds like you've been involved in lots of really cool creative roles. Yeah. NAU has really given me an opportunity, or I don't know if they've given it to me or I've just taken it, to be very entrepreneurial. I've worn so many different hats in my time here. It's really cool that you've gotten all these opportunities or taken the opportunities, yeah, really. like you said, but a lot of people might not associate Flagstaff with the entertainment industry because, mm-hmm. I mean, probably at least my perception of film and things like that are based in Hollywood. So how do you okay. stay connected to the film industry while well, you're in Flagstaff? Um, you know, Flagstaff has an amazing history, as does Sedona, of film production. and. Um, not that long ago, I guess it's getting longer ago, but there's a very, very famous scene in Forrest Gump that was filmed here. And I mean, there's dozens and dozens of movies. And back during Hollywood's golden age in the 30s and 40s and even to the 50s, when a lot of Westerns were being shot in Monument Valley up north at Four Corners, the crews would start in Flagstaff. You know, so people, you've heard of John Wayne and, you know, they would talk about how they would stay at the Monty V and if they needed supplies and stuff, they would come back to Flagstaff. But, you know, it's can certainly keep watching movies. I keep in touch with quite a few of the alums of the program in my film producing class. I have, um, I, I invite this semester three different alums who are working in the industry to come and meet with students. Uh, so, you know, they, I mean, everything now is so open because of the internet that it's really not that difficult to, to keep in touch, at least at my level of involvement. Yeah, definitely. You talked about all the different roles you've had at NAU. So what's unique about NAU and NAU film students in particular? Oh. Uh, I'll tell you what's unique about, most unique thing about NAU is the student media. I mean, our student media is second to none as far as I know, right? You know, we've got, uh, I, I ran UTV from the time the film program started in 06 to 2018. So when I ran it, it was really more of a television station. That's why it's called UTV. And we were a uh, uh, which is more of my background. I don't really, you said filmmaker. I don't really consider myself a filmmaker. Um, um, and I've written quite a few scripts, nothing, nothing really, maybe some short things that I've worked on with students have been produced. Um, but 
UTV had been a 24-7 TV station pre-streaming. And it was really hot on campus. Because students in the, it was closed circuit cable. And everybody in those days had a TV. Uh, we would do on UTV marathons. So if a new Marvel movie was coming out, we would do all the previous Marvel movies in a marathon just for people on campus. I remember when we did a Friends marathon. Do you know the show Friends? I love the show Friends. Well, see that? And now you can watch it whenever you want, but you couldn't back then. And I remember doing a Friends marathon and people would tell me they would walk down residence hallways, residence hall hallways, and everybody would be watching Friends because we'd be doing it you know, 24 hours a day over a, you know, maybe Friday through Sunday or something like that. So uh, it, it was pretty big. Okay. So you've got UTV, you've got KJAC Radio, you have NAZ Today, you have the Lumberjack, you have a range of student media over in the Advanced Media Lab. You have the eSports, you have drone cinematography. So, and this student media is phenomenal. And my alums who come back and, and visit with the students, and I always ask them, did you get, do you feel that you were at a real disadvantage, especially those who go to Hollywood? And they may not have, and they don't have the kinds of contacts that a student from UCLA or USC or NYU might have, but they have a really strong work ethic. If they're, uh, most who have gone to Hollywood have worked at UTV, which is now a film studio that Bill Carter, faculty member, runs. And they produce two or three short films every semester. And they do it professionally. It's not like, oh, well, let's just do a movie. No, it's they have to pitch it. They have to get accepted. This is in UTV as well as in the CMF capstone. They have to do production schedules and budgets, and locations, and production design. So it's all the elements of what a student, what 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 um, a production assistant or somebody going out to Hollywood would need to do. Um, last week in my film producing class, I had an alum who graduated, I think in 2012. He's got like 60 plus credits in IMDb. So that's what makes NAU unique is the student media and what uh, what it is really quasi-professional experience and gives students the type of experience they will need to get jobs in the industry. The theme of this episode is NAU success stories, right? Okay. So how would college you have defined success and how would you define success now? Well, I guess in college, I would have thought of success as being rich and famous, right? I mean, just like everybody else, uh, you know, writing that can't miss screenplay or novel. Those were my main interests was writing. Um, and then I kept getting distracted. I, I walked in the back door of the TV station. I walked in the back door of NAU. And I guess today I would say, Success is doing something that you love, making a decent living at it, um, and doing good. You know, there's uh, there's so many 
quotes about what teachers do. One that I loved was in a movie that was nominated, uh, Best Foreign Film Oscar nominee last uh, last year, um, nominated in 2022 for a 2021 movie called, I think it's called Lunan, A Yak in the Classroom. And the story is a young man in a country that borders India and his country service is to be a teacher at the most remote classroom in the world. He hikes up into the mountains and and one student, when he asks them what they want to do, they said, one student says, I want to be a teacher. And the guy says, why? He says, because teachers touch the future. And I think that's just such a beautiful line. You know, I know that um, people who I've worked with will be working long after I've been working, probably long after I'm gone, will still be out there doing things, influencing the world. And uh, I think that's, to me, that's that's what success is today. What's your biggest piece of advice for people that want to achieve success in film or television or the industries that you've been a part of after college? So what's your biggest piece of advice for them? Well, okay, I'd say two, two things. One is follow your dreams. You know, what Joseph Campbell called follow your bliss. And don't be afraid to experiment when you're in college. Be very aggressive about finding internships and jobs. There's a lot of them out there. and But in this industry, they don't come looking for students because there's too many who want to be who want to be there. So you they have to be aggressive in looking for the opportunity. And then when given the opportunity to be flexible because they don't know where they're going to go. The the alum I mentioned to you uh, previously, he wanted to be a writer, but other things came up and he found other interests and he found other ways of making a living. So I guess those would be the, 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 the three things. Follow your bliss, be aggressive about finding jobs and internships, and work in student media. And also, if you can, do an international exchange. When you get that job or internship, be flexible. Get to know people and um, go where the opportunities are and develop a network beginning now here in college because those people who you're meeting now somebody gets that job they can bring you along or you could bring them along thank you so much i really appreciate your time and all your advice i'll definitely take it to heart so um no thank you sheridan this is really a pleasure nice to talk to you nice to talk to uh, you as well